can't good get morning up. everyone good morning everyone welcome to our first edition of waking up with flyer and ice this will be a weekly review of recent games brought to you by the heat ratio sports network please check us out subscribe check us out on apple on your ride home from work from wherever you're coming from share with your friends we are a good listen because we are prettier in the car than we are on youtube with me today is nick Discaltasti. mr smooth and mr nuts couldn't make it today so we have the great frankie the beer james a philadelphia flyers writer for nitty gritty yeah for flyers and gritty host of frank the tank podcast co-host of dusty buttes welcome frankie how are things going dan i it's it's a it's a it's a cold morning uh it's actually a little cold in this room but the good thing is it's going to be hot in here so thanks again for having me be part of this uh so this is your first time at, this is like a first segment for uh for this little uh spiel that you guys got on this in the early morning yeah, we have to give credit to uh, Nick the Scout. He's like, let's do a, a weekend review show. And uh, I, I think a Sunday morning segment is good before the football games kick off. And uh, I guess we all get up early enough to do it. Damn right we do. Couldn't agree more. Nick, pleasure to meet you. Dan, always good seeing you, my friend. Thanks for having me be part of, uh, part of the show again as a guest. Anytime. Jesse Welcome. checking in. Good morning. Nick the Scout and Dan the Man. You got to check out Jesse Flyers Alley Pod. He is the captain of the Old City Sports Network ship. The Alley Pod. Oh, morning, Jesse. Jesse. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we got some big things coming up today, if you don't mind, Rob. Uh, Jesse um, and the crew of Flyers Alley are heading over to Iceworks uh, in Aston, PA, to do a live oh, show. Yeah. I actually uh, played a little Junior Flyers there, so it's been a long time since I've been there. They are doing a live show at Iceworks. I'll be there. Um, this is also where we're going to have the event at. On December fourth, um, for a good friend of ours, uh, Jake um, Jake Long, who's a co-host on Flyers Alley, his father was re recently diagnosed with esophageal cancer. We're throwing a big event. Um, obviously, Dan, appreciate you let me uh, plug that as well. Um, so we're going to be over at Iceworks tonight. Should be a good time. But um, yeah, really looking forward to that tonight. I'm just going to the spectator. Though. I'm not Flyers Alley. I'm uh, Friday the Tank. But uh, gotta go show support for the crew. No, absolutely. And I was uh, I was actually going to bring that up, so you beat me to it. I will be there. I will be there attending. Um, to me, we're all podcasting brethren. I do not look at this as a competition whatsoever. Um, we network with each other. We're friends with each other. I, I just, I just, I, I love this concept. I, I, to me, it's networking and friendship. It's not competition. And if I'm wrong, I apologize to the people that are cutthroat out there because I am not. Never, all right. Never wrong at all, man. What you're, what you're saying, what we, what's, what you're saying, we all have to eat. Uh, we only we only at the same table. <laughs> All right, let's get down to business. So this is uh, waking up with flyer and ice a week in review. So I'll start with you, our guest Frankie James. Thoughts on what I deem an interesting four game stretch, almost a roller coaster, as it were. Yeah, I mean it definitely was starting off with um, so four game stretch. I was starting off with Toronto. Um, you and I had talked about the Cavs. I'll tell you, that, that was a phenomenal game. Um, we can just a little touch on that a little bit. The most impressive thing about that Cavs game was um, that third line. That third line um, was probably the strongest I've seen them play all season. Now, not necessarily putting up the points as you want to see, but, you know, Rashard had a good goal, you know, but Lindblom played really well, um, and it's going to go right into me saying the exact opposite. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, Frank. You're glitching a little bit. Oh, we don't want to glitch now. We don't want to glitch. Sorry about that. Um, but, um, you know, that was a big, big Cavs win. And then you come with Pirano. And when I had talked to Dan Lewis, I thought that that would maybe be like an overtime loss. Tough loss. Um, that was that was not a good game at, at all. You know, you come out, you look absolutely flat. I mean, flat. And it's going to say you get these big wins and then Carolina. You get a huge win against Carolina. And then you come out and you play Dallas and you just, you don't look well. Uh, you have to build off the momentum. The team is good enough to where they can win five, six in a row. And within the Metropolitan Division, you're going to have to have those stretches where you win five, six games in a row. Now, going back to last night, you see Kevin Hayes back in the lineup. Great thing. Ryan Ellis back in the lineup. Great thing. But I have to say, I think it definitely did affect the team chemistry a little bit. Kevin Hayes hasn't played at all. Ryan Ellis has been out now for a little bit. I definitely saw a little slow-mo in the game. Um, but overall, uh, you want to see more wins. You want to see the team chemistry get there. They played great. I mean, they played really well so far. But now plugging in these pieces that haven't been part of the team for so long, you're starting to see some of the flaws that are uh, taking place. Oh, and it's a good thing um, that NAK is uh, officially going through. Yeah. Now, now <coughs> Nick the Scout, building on what Frank just said, um, we, it's funny. I asked this question of both of you on my last two shows the whole ebb and flow of sports. And if you look at the stretch before these four games, they did the same thing. They had these alternating great wins, confusing losses, and we would have we would have speculated the points would have come from the other games. And the same thing could happen with this little four-game stretch. Uh, you know, they, they split the difference, but we would have thought maybe the other – against different teams, the points would have come. So, Nick, again, talk uh, – anything anything to add to what Frankie said regarding the um, oddity of these games? Uh, no, I mean, I, I agree really on all points. And, you know, uh, leading up to this three-game stretch, you know, when we finished our, our previous podcast uh, leading up to this, you know, you gave us our predictions. And, I, and I, you know, we, we talked about the psychology of sports and the ebb and flow of – you know, coming off a big win and facing a team that you should really demolish and having a big letdown. And it's, I, you know, I'm pretty sure that's what I'm not to toot my own horn, but, you know, I said we were going to beat Carolina and then go into Dallas and lose. Um, Cause you just feel like that's the next chapter in the flyers playbook. That's the way it goes. Um, maybe in all of Philadelphia sports, I don't know, maybe we're cursed and, and that's just what happens here more than anywhere else. But um you know, they've got to stick to, to AV's system. You know, they've got to execute what they what they're what they're meant to be. And they didn't do that against Dallas. Actually, Dallas played our our type of game and beat us at our own game. Their forecheck was incredible. I mean, they've just put so much pressure on us and made it that much more difficult for, for the Flyers to do what they do uh, successfully um, in moving the puck out of the zone. Um, being systematic, you know, they, they did not have good puck support. We made a lot of mistakes because of the pressure that Dallas put on us. Um, and going back to, uh, you know, Toronto, um, you know, our first line got very outmatched by their first line and it was just like night and day. So, you know, there, there's some concerns there for me. Um, you know, he's, 
Navy's flipping around the the lineup chart now. Um, you know, we see Van Riemsdyk taking over for Konechny on that first line, which I we'll think address is- that in a little bit. We'll address <laughs> that in a little bit. <laughs> okay, all right. No, I'm just, no but ser- no, I, I got you. And 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 guys, before I get to my next question, last year at this point, the Flyers had a decent record, and Vance and I were talking about they were they were playing disgusting hockey. They were being thoroughly dominated in all the Corsi stats but they were just somehow winning and we knew the dam would burst and and then the season that transpired transpired, but that season's over. I don't have that vibe. I know, I know we've got our issues, but it's not the same vibe, but that being right. said, here's my next question, gentlemen, goaltending literally saved the day and in our wins and they were not to blame a lick in our losses. How concerned are you with their lack of scoring? Cause if not for the goaltending, this could have been a Owen four stretch. Frankie, uh, uh, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I mean, it, this really could have been 0-4. And you know, Martin Jones had a rough game yesterday. I mean, it just but they're getting beat up, as um as Nick had said. The goaltending has been superb. It's been probably one of the most one of the most beneficial things of the season so far. Now you go to a lack of scoring. You know, you saw through you know so so many games that you know Claude Giroux and Coots had 21 points combined early on, but I think for the three, like nine, nine, ten games. And now you're starting to see that fade out a little bit. It's the consistency. And then if the number one lines aren't doing it, and I'm proud of those number one lines, Giroux, Konechny, and Coots, I think that they have played really well. You want to see them continue to, to at least put some kind of points on the board or get things going. But there's always going to be that next man mentality up. Who's it going to be? Now, that second line with Faraby, Atkinson, like where where do you go from there? Um, with I'm, I'm sorry, I and I think it has a lot to do with you know putting that new chemistry. And it's only one game, but you really didn't see the buzz. And I mentioned this, yeah, uh, I, I tweeted this out during the game yesterday. Oscar Lindblom is a concern for me right now. Yeah. He was a guy that was really supposed to be you know you saw in the first line before he had gotten sick. And trust me, it, it's deep and close to my heart with the sickness that he had, um, with, with my my own father. But and it's coming down to the time where. He's back. He's had a season. There's more than consistency. Now there's also expectations. And Oscar Lindblom is a player that is expected to really do well. I mean, I've had him at a 25-goal scorer early on. I mean, you saw what he could show, and now he's back. I mean, he has one point in 12 games. I, I, don't, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's a stat. That One assist. I mean, it comes to a point now where players are going to start coming up. Who's going to get sent? I mean, he is going to be the odd man out. You can't put him on the fourth line, so to speak. Maybe he needs a little time. And I'm not even saying nothing about a mental game. His game is just not there right now. I think he's making smart plays on smart shifts, but you have to see that all the way through. Um, who's going to be the next guy to score the goal? And, you know, Joel Farabee's got, starting to, you know, get put, put the puck in the net. JVR is a player that, I mean, I just – really want to cut that contract to be honest with you that in front of the net presence so much he's not doing that anymore um that was last year it's he, and that's why he got majority of his goals he was in front of that he's not a sniper kind of guy he's in front of the net on the power play tries to get the puck and he's a body um and i played against him so i know how big he is <laughs> so you know see, who's going to be that guy and my biggest thing is i'm waiting for wade to get back wade and when wade Austin comes back he was my next role therapy I think he's that one piece where you put in and you solidify these lines with a guy like him to get the scoring going, maybe a little spark in the lineup. Obviously, that's not going to happen yet. But, you know, there is a lack of scoring and a lack of consistency. And the players that you're expecting to really kind of shine at this point in their career, they're not. And, i.e., Morgan Frost, 
he's still in the bottom. He's a guy that we saw, really thought was going to shine. He's not there yet. Um, Oscar Lindblom, same thing. Yeah, it's Nick. Uh, Nick and I have been uh, saying that for multiple shows on eggshells, as it were, because how do you beat up Oscar? And you kind of were doing the same thing in an eggshell kind of way. But yeah, he's showing nothing. And yeah, it's accountability. I mean, yeah, it's, it, you have to, these players have to be held accountable. And I don't. And I'm looking at it as a journalist. Um, you know, it's okay to critique players, and and you just stay away from the health side of things. We are focusing on his game, right? No, I is, agree. You know, and that's and that's kind of like the way that you word things, like I well, the way I word things. Um, you know, we're focused on his game right now, and his game is lacking. I mean, and and it's sad because this is a player that you had a lot of high hopes for. Um, and I and I'm putting putting aside the uh, the health aspect of it because I think if he wasn't healthy, he wouldn't be playing. He's in the lineup, um, so I have to take it as in he's ready to play. And he's not, and he's not, he's not performing to where we know he could be at. Yeah, I, I think it's a matter of time. I think you're exactly right, uh, Nick. I'll go to you with the next question, and then uh, Frank, you can jump in. Of course, the power play has been faltering of late. Is an understatement. Um, they were one for fourteen um, in this four game stretch. Now they 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 had nice puck movement last night, but they're one for fourteen and three for their last thirty. Nick, what do you see? is wrong with this power play what's right with this power play uh, you know it's um again when we talk about the the, the, the skill set that that elaine Vigneault game plans with this team um we're not executing on what our strengths are and that is breaking the you know, we're, we're struggling on the power play from zone to zone so you know there's not a clean zone entry which is going to just it's going to put you, it's going to set you back, um, you know, 10, 20, 30 seconds, because now you're, you're, you're going back, you're getting the puck again, you're trying to break out the puck again, you're trying another, uh, another uh, zone entry. So, you know, and we're just not keeping possession. There's just nothing going right on this power play right now, Dan. And I don't have the, I mean, I don't, I don't have the answers. I don't know what it is. I mean, our players are our players. We have, we have, and that's not going to change. So, you know, I think they've got to get back to basics. I mean, we really have to just move the puck. Uh, I'd like to see more D to D passing and just just kind of more perimeter play, and then maybe see our defensemen walk. You know, find a gap and walk it in, and then kind of create some plays down low on the slot. But you know, and getting around the net because we we've, we've got to score goals. The, the the closer we get to the net, the more the more action we have in front of the goaltender the better off we're going to be and the more productive we're going to be and and right now it's just a lot of shooting from from the point um it's you know dumping and chasing on on a power play which really is not smart you know because we're not fit we are, the, the defensemen are beating us um to our own forecheck uh and you know i just want to see more basic play out of them more d to d passing um more you know we have capable defensemen that can walk it in and create some opportunities in front of the net. So in my opinion, that's what I would like to see. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know, man. It's frustrating watching them on this power play. It's just, you know, can't be over and over and over again. We're, we're seeing the same thing and expecting a different result. So, we, we, you know, I, I, I'd like to see something change here. Hopefully they're practicing that this week and, and, and making some adjustments. Now, Frankie, the benefit, and this is a – a good way to tie in our affiliate. Uh, I have envy streams and I I'll lay in bed and, and I'll watch um, all the late games. So I was watching Colorado the other night, their power play. I mean, 
they're not they're they're stick handling the puck zigzagging <clears> into the zone we don't have people with hands and speed that can get into the zone so we rely on the dump and chase win the puck battle get it to the point and then that's where nick just referenced now get bodies to the net after you make some crisp passing but it, it is a it's an alarming difference when you see teams with elite skill tic-tac-toe the whole time on the power play but beyond that Frankie, you you discussed your when we were out the other night. You discussed you just do not like the personnel in the two units. Discuss that, please. Um, Nick, great points. Uh, you, I mean, you were you were really you're extremely accurate with what you said. You no, know, they don't have the speed. We don't have that to where you know you could just kind of dump in. It's just not. We're putting it all around the boards. Goes goes to defenseman all the way over. Goes down. Goes around. Just too much play. Just too much passing, and, and they're still shooting the puck, whether it be on or off. This is my biggest thing, and if you guys see my Twitter, the, the, the power play is awful. Awful. It's awful. It's been awful for years, and I'm telling you right now, I've talked to people from Vancouver, a good friend of mine, um, co-host of the Dusty Buttes, Josh Cole. He is in Ottawa. He's a Vancouver Canucks fan. He had AV. He likes AV more than um, I do in the power play aspect. I've spoken to Rangers fans. AV's the system with the power play, the special teams is just not, it just doesn't work. Now, my biggest issue I've had, and I have went to battle so much, why is Cam Atkinson on the first line with this power play unit? I mean, you create it. You get, you want to get playing time. Well, you're, now you're just transitioning players in a spot where they don't need to be, which was ultimately the biggest issue. You have the pieces, put them in the right spot. Giroux needs to fire that puck from that circle. He does not need to, be, need to be at the point, passing the puck. And sure, he's a playmaker, but get him in his, get him in his, in his unit. Get him where he belongs. You had TK in front of the net. TK's five six, <laughs> not literally, but he's not the body that should be in the front. Sure, he's gritty, but he's not that guy in the front. You had Coos right in front of him in the slide. You had Provorov and Giroux on the side. Like it just didn't make any sense. And it was like going back to the power play last year, where you would have. First of all, evidently the first line, you'd have Vorchek on one side, Drew on the other. Two playmakers. Where's the shooter? Who is shooting the puck? If Cooch is a shooter, don't necessarily have him in front of the net, but he's also that body that you need in front of the net. There's still this power play does not have the right spots yet, which ultimately it was my point that they should have brought in one more shooter for that mm-hmm. first line power play unit. Um, I'm on I'm record saying. TK's having a hell a good year. Really happy the way he's playing. I would have packaged him out of here for Tarasenko. Well, have, I, no, absolutely. And, and listen, it, it, if they're still in it and they're still struggling with the power play, they they have they have the assets now. Would you agree um, to maybe make well, some the moves? Depth of this team is phenomenal. The depth, yeah, I mean, so I've, I've been it, saying it for years. It's just a matter of will our hearts System. be broken if certain young kids are traded for a Tarasenko type player. But we'll see. We'll cross that bridge. We'll cross that bridge when we get. Just there. don't move Cam York. Just don't move we're, my boy. We're, we're, that's, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. No way. We, we don't we want our hearts. We don't want our hearts broken. So yeah, uh, Jesse referenced earlier that um, he was in no, a press Wade. box with mm-hmm. Wade, and Wade will be back shortly. So uh, you know, I, we'll see if Wade. If Jesse, you could chime in again. Will Wade um, just jump right in, or is he going to need some time? with the fandoms to get the rust off. And we'll get back to you shortly on that. My next question. Now, I'm Frankie, you mentioned this, and I'm glad you mentioned this because I, I wasn't, I, I didn't want to see an excuse and you did not use an excuse. You used the term disappointment. 
Now, I know it was a back-to-back. But I, you know, I, I'm, I'm just counting last year's team because every, almost every game, totally. the whole, the whole, yeah, different team. And because when I say I, and I've never seen, I don't want people to say, look at last year. Last year was just the team was in a malaise. But it's been a long time since I've seen a team so blatantly tired. It was so damn obvious. In that second period, they were they were moving in mud. I mean, it's like they weren't even they weren't even going after the pucks on five on fives in their own defensive zone. It was unbelievable. You would think adrenaline from that great win against Carolina would have would have moved them forward. Now they showed some fight in the third period, but it was a little uh, too little too late. So, um, Nick, were you? I know the back and backs can be tough in this league, but knowing you have some time off after this game, knowing you came off of a big win against Carolina, were you surprised how flat they were? No, um, because <laughs> no, I picked them to lose. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, first of all, I, I think, again, if you look at Dallas's record, you think you should just go in and and handily take care of that game last night. Um, but, man, you know, I, even I like I like the the setup of this hockey club for, for Dallas. I think that you're going to see them go on a little bit of a stretch and come out of come out of the basement and, and, and start to put some wins together. I mean. They've got some, they got some players in Heskinen and Sagan and Pavelski and and you know even the young kid Robertson he looked really good last night. Jamie Ben is still playing well, um, so I don't you know I, I don't think we lost to Peterson a really bad hockey team. Yes, we were flat. Um, Dallas really they played an awesome game last night. I mean their forecheck was incredible. I mean they they put so much pressure on us and they they deserved to win that game. I mean they had jump from start to finish where we did not. Um, so, you know, it, it's not a time I mean, again, listen, we're, we're talking about a three game stretch here and, and we would have been ecstatic with, with, uh, four points coming out, out of this three game stretch. They really, I think the game we should be focusing on more is what happened against Toronto. Obviously Hart just stole the show against Carolina. So, you know, the reason why we won that game was him. Um, you know, he just, he may have had the best goaltending performance of the year for, for as from any goalie. I mean, it was just incredible. Um, the kid is so fundamentally sound. He's so focused. Um, his movement, jeez. I, I mean, do you, do you, positioning, you his positioning, like is yeah, the positioning is incredible. so incredible. Kind of a feel to me, you know, and, um, it's great. It's great to watch. And, and, um, you know, I don't think you can blame much of what happened last night on Jones. No. I, you know, not to disagree with you, Frank, but you know, may, maybe that last goal, you know, with, with a bad rebound and, um, but yeah. you know, it was a wide open net. We our, our defensemen weren't really do, you know covering. Um, I think it was Farabee or somebody on the back check that just or no, it was it was it was Oscar. It was Oscar on the back check on one of the goals, and uh, just kind of out of position. And you know, we just got to clean all those things up. I I, I think they will. I'm not overly game. concerned. Yeah, I'm not overly concerned that they're they're in a downward spiral because of. Of, of the Dallas loss. So, you know, uh, to me, I think you got to, they, they needed to come out and play against Toronto better. Um, and they didn't, uh, you know, Carolina obviously was a great win and, you know, had the letdown last night. So, you know, we got to see what happens moving forward. They got, they got to get back to the way they play hockey. And we just talked about all that. 
And Dan, is it too early to talk about what happened with the line changes or am I um, the game there? <laughs> we could do that now. All right. Yeah. So, so, you know, now, so now you've got, you know, you've got Konechny, which I, I think has been, I think he's been struggling. He, he, you know, watching him play, I focused on him quite a bit over the last couple of weeks. He looks like he's skating around aimlessly, like he's skating hard, but there's like, what is he doing? You know, chasing pucks on defense and just not being in the right position, skating hard, but just not not putting himself in a position where where, where we should be uh, more productive in the offensive zone. So, you know, now they they drop him down to the third line with Loughton and Broussard, which I kind of like that line. I, th- I think we have got, you know, bringing up Van Riemsdyk. And the thing with Van Riemsdyk, too, and, and I agree with a lot of your points, Frank, but, you know, he's, he's a simple player, okay? He's going to make crisp passes, tape to tape, be in position, be somewhat – responsible uh, defensively and have some front of the net presence. So, you know, I don't mind that for now. Maybe, you know, over the next couple of weeks, we'll see this Drew, Kateria, Van Riemsdyk line stay where it is. And then you've got, you know, Hayes coming back into play uh, on, on C2 with Atkinson and Faraby on the wings. That line should be pretty productive, I think. And I love our third line. I mean, I, you know, you guys know I'm a Lawton guy, um, you know, now – have him playing with Broussard and Konechny. Let's see what happens there. I, I think that might be good. It's the fastest and line for Oscar, sure. Yeah, and Oscar has been moved down to the fourth line now, which I think we all are definitely in agreement on that. And, you know, um, defensively, uh, you know, you've got Ellis playing on the third pair now um, with Yandel. Yandel's been Mistake City as of late. Um, but uh, the, one, the one positive thing I will say defensively is I thought – you know, Sandheim is in there for what he's in there for. You know, he's in there for his offensive ability. And, um, you know, as much of, as he Hold deserved on, Frank. it. We'll get to you. We'll get to you. <laughs> as much as we've deserved the bashing of Sandheim, I think we did deserve it. And, Dan, you and I have talked about Braun versus Sandheim and, you know. Sealer. We've been on the. Sandheim. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sealer and Sandheim. Right, 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 right. Uh, you know, two different, absolutely two different ends of the spectrum when you talk about defensive players. So, you know, I, I thought Sandheim had a pretty good game last night, and I thought Risto had a good game last night. Other than that, I think, you know, our defense need to kind of step it up. We need to stop shooting at the point into people, get the puck low, get the puck into the slot, and make some activity happen in front of the net. And that's how this team is going to score goals. Yeah. Now, Frank, I'll transition to you. I, I, got, I get the third line um, prowess, but I do not like JVR up top. Um, and I, you know, they're putting act, you know, they're putting, um, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, they're putting Atkinson with Hayes because of the friendship and obviously talent too. So I, I you know, Chemistry, so the, the, yeah. the machinations can be changed and probably will be changed. I guess this is just like, let's see what it looks like. And I think Ellis was put on the third, third pair just because it's his first game back in forever. But yet I think he led the team in minutes regardless, but um, I'll let you, and, and listen, we all have to eat a little crow despite the fact I'm not changing my stance. Um, I still can, cont- I, I, well, from this perspective, I contend Steelers should be in the lineup and Sandheim yep. should not. Um, but he did play a great game last night. That cannot be denied, but we didn't have that crystal ball. We, we had the eye test leading up to the health of Ellis and Hayes coming back last night. And if, and I would, you know, I don't care what people say. I thought Sealer deserved that spot over Sandheim based on play and they're not going to they're never going to take Yandel out because of the, the game streak right now so frank it's your time <sighs> all right here we go 
So I'll, I'll just take a, a few seconds and just I'm just going to kind, of, kind of go through these lines. I'm Claude Giroux, Sean Couturier, JVR. JVR, I just isn't produced enough to be on that first line. What are you looking to get JVR on that first line? Uh, who's Claude Giroux going to pass to the shoot? Sean Couturier. I want to see Kay Mackinson on that first line. Just try it out. Give Claude Giroux that shooter. Give Claude Giroux that shoot first guy. Let's see what happens. Not on the power play. Let's see five on five. Kevin Hayes, Joel Farabee, Kay Mackinson. Obviously, that's what we see. Um, I wouldn't mind necessarily having TK on that second line and then putting JVR down with Broussard, Lawton, and JVR. Exactly. Um, I, I think that that gives it a little bit more bulk, a good bulky line, blowing a little torpedo out there. You got JVR some good size. Broussard still can make, make a few smart plays. Um, left fourth line, uh, love Zach. I mean, we saw, I mean, Dan, when we were together, we saw, I mean, I got the quote from you in the article that we write for Bleacher Report. Um, your quote was was, was 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 awesome because Zach McEwen has been a really difference maker in this lineup when he's in. Um, you know, Nate Thompson, I think he's one of the guys that will go make a statement hit when needed, like fourth line. And Limblom is just looking to get his feet wet, man. Um, it's, it's, it's a sad, not, 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 not like a feel-bad level, but he's got to get it going. So much potential behind that kid. Let's go over to defense. I am pro Rob Justin Braun. Justin Braun, in my opinion, has been probably one of the best defensemen this year. Um, he's proved it. I think he's shown it. I, will, I want to see him have a little bit more time, and I think that's why he's now in the first line. Chemistry is everything, especially for defense. Um, it was the first uh, position I played when I played hockey, and I played for um, a substantial amount of time. You have to have that chemistry. And I, I think, I, think it, I, I liked Ellis and Provorov. That's why Ellis was brought here. Ellis was brought here to escalate Ivan Provorov's game, slow it down a little bit. Not about the numbers, it's about, not about the, the stats. Eat up the time, stay on the ice, make smart plays, and Ivan Provorov will escalate his game to with Ryan Ellis, and that's why, in my opinion, Ryan Ellis is here. Travis saying I'm in Risto. You know, I Risto has been pretty good, um, but I want to. See, I mean, he's known as the body. You know, like Sam Moore, get in there and get the hit. You saw it the other day when he stuck up for um, one of our players. I want to see a little bit more out of him. I think he's healthy. Um, Sandheim to me, flat out, really good game. Really, maybe his best game of the year. It was. Yeah. Uh, um, the offensive defenseman aspect that you were talking about, Nick. I don't see it. I don't see what. I mean, when I see an offensive defenseman, I see a guy maybe like an Andre Mozaros, uh, Gus Despair's first year, thirteen, fourteen goals. Um, maybe even twelve. I just don't see Sandheim doing that. I don't know why he's an this as an offensive defenseman. My opinion, an offensive defenseman is somebody on the lines of um, Cam York when he comes up here. That is an offensive defenseman, a puck-moving defenseman, sort of like a Kim Janssen, back when we had Kim Janssen. Um, Keith Yandel. Yeah, he's not a, a puck-moving defenseman at all, but he is one that likes to join the rush, be around the net, make make kind of being that tic-tac-toe passing kind of thing. But you're absolutely right. I mean, as far as like taking it end-to-end, that's not what we're going to see out of him like we do kind of with Provorov or, or we did with Ghost, obviously. And and we'll, we will see with York. But, um, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, you're right about that. I, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, and Keith and Ryan Ellis, I think that, like, like I, I agree with you, um, with you, brother. Uh, Ryan Ellis is there. Get, get, get his feet wet. I want, I want him back up there with Provorov. I want them to mold together. We have, you own the rights of, Prover, of um, sorry, Ryan Ellis for five years. Let those guys get it together, man. 
let them get it together. They were a really good team. You saw how strong that the first line. That first line was incredible. And I got to watch a lot of them down in Voorhees uh, when they were messing around and playing. And then obviously uh, during preseason. And I when I watched the game, being a player and obviously a journalist, I'm not watching. Oh, nice pass. I'm watching. How, where's, where's their skating at? What's their communication like with, that, with just looking at each other? Because we saw plays last year um, with obviously without this defense. Yeah, Provera would throw it over the other side. That bounce off the wall. Here comes, here comes um, Barzell coming in to score. Like there was just no no communication. Mm-hmm. And I'll make it this small point before you guys move on. Think about the players that we brought on. They all had a letter on their jersey. They're all leaders. They're all veterans. The accountability is going to be raw. Ghost. <laughs> He's a puck. He doesn't move the puck, but he forgot how to play defense. Ghost forgot how to play defense, and he became a liability. And he was getting yeah. paid too much money. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's 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 definitely true. So I, yeah, I, so I think my two general managers above me, I think if we in in our in our little world, we would like to see essentially TK and JVR swapped. No, no, we'd like to see um, Atkinson, Cam Atkinson Cam up. Cam up JVR to the third line, TK yeah. to the second line. I think in, that would be a, a strong in our line. Little, in our little shell game, as it were. Um, you, you could really go in, Cam, uh, Cam or Cam or Farabee up there in, in place of that JVR spot. I mean, yeah, I've, we've seen the Farabee. I really want to see. I've, I mean, I've been begging for it, and this is more of a fan answer. I want to see Cole Giroux with someone that can fire that puck. Um, Cole Giroux has some incredible passes. I mean, you saw that one TK goal. Obviously, it was the one power play goal that actually did work from Cole Giroux at the point. Man, he can have some crisp passes. Uh, I really want to see Cam Atkinson up there. Um, I think it would. I, I just give it a shot. You know why not? You know, if you notice, they the one thing they're clearly practicing that I have never seen them do in any year. The they're banking the puck from deep off the boards. Yeah, with I intention it. this year. It's really, it's really pretty neat, and they and they're very good at it. They're very good at it. Frank. You see Claude. Claude will point. Like, you'll see Claude's root point, like, back, back. It's like a point bang. guard saying, uh, play number oh, two, yeah. play number two. Yeah. Yeah, Omaha, so, Omaha. <laughs> yeah, so they've really worked on that. And it used to be, you know, uh, you go to certain arenas and certain boards have different, um, you know, th- this board has, you know, chinks. And, right they're, not le- they're not level. <laughs> this board's dead. With Montreal, used to have lively boards. And the, the garden back in the day, they had dead boards. So it's funny how it's like it doesn't matter. We're playing ricochets. So how about the how about the goal in the Carolina game? There's that specific point with Lawton firing it, and I mean that was just an incredible play. He goal, did that right? at center ice. He might have been at center ice when he did that on the Farabee yeah, goal, right? That was beautiful. And Farabee was, got that carom and just oh, that was you know, incredible goal. Yeah, yeah, just a little that. wrister five hole. I mean that was a great play, you know. And you have to be smart. I mean hockey in hockey, you have to use the boards. You have to use the sideboards. You have to, you know, there's. There's, you need more. We need more creativity, and and the boards helps with that. You know, um, especially when you're lacking in a skill set that you know, that we're seeing on this team right now. You've got to compensate more by system than and smarts, uh, hockey IQ, and those kinds of things, rather than relying on a guy that can just dangle through four people. Good, great point. So, so I like to try to highlight in the, at least the early stage of the season, all the new acquisitions. And we've done that. I mean, Atkinson's been great. Um, we talked about Risto a lot last game. Broussard has been a nice addition. Um, and we, we've mentioned Zach McEwen as far as uh, a fourth-line guy that's been very defensively responsible. For me and probably for you guys, I just like having that tough guy with a skill set and, and um, 
responsibility for his position in the lineup. And he locked in his spot by scoring a very important goal. And he had one taken away last night that should have counted. Mm -hmm. So, to, uh, you know, I, I want to talk about this unheralded pickup that many fans probably didn't even realize in Zach McEwen. Frankie, talk to me about how a Zach McEwen type player is very important for this team. The more you see him play, it, the more of an underrated pickup this was. I mean, and you're in a metropolitan division where there are some of, well, not some, the top two toughest guys in the league in Reeves and Wilson. Yeah, Jesse loves him. That's like he's number one fan. You Jesse, know, you we're see, in agreement, buddy. And you see, you know, obviously Wilson and Reeves are made a little bit of a different category, but you have to have somebody that's going to that's gonna drop him. And that's another reason why I like Sealer. Um, listen, there's nothing but, but the Pearl Street Bullies. I, I, I rarely ever never say that anymore. Different different era, different hockey. But you have to have players um, that are going to stick up. Um, he's quick. He, he, he um, He's obviously going to get out there and drop the gloves when need be. But we saw this year so far, this team is like sticking up for each other. And I haven't seen it in probably about three, four years. You know, and with guys with like Zach, you throw him in there. You know, somebody goes after our Catholic, somebody goes after TK, you know who's coming after you. Um, he's one of those guys that's a fiery rocket out there. Um, and he can, he can contribute offensively. I mean, he's not just a guy that's going to drop the, like, like a, um, um, you know, like a Steve Downey or, or Carcillo, just throw over Ronaldo. He doesn't really care about the offense aspect of the game. Go in there, get the big body, crash him, you know, and then get off the board and really get the big fight. He's going out there. He's making a big hit, but he's also going to try and transition it and, and make an pl offensive play, which I think is incredible. Incredible, especially for a fourth-line guy. And, Nick, to, to Frankie's point, we've discussed countless times that the, the Broad Street Bully days are over. I, I totally get that. We're not looking for three fights a game and the occasional bench-killing brawl, but – we do have the Capitals, the Islanders, and the Rangers, all with crazy tough guys that are nuts at times that run around the ice. And you need a guy besides Risto on the ice to add some semblance of, no, not tonight, gentlemen. So that's why I like McEwen. And because his play is responsible, we have no problem keeping him in the lineup. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean he's a he's a reliable forward forward, and and that's what you want on your fourth line. You know, a guy that's not going to make mistakes defensively, and also has the potential and the and the the skill set to to be offensive and and possibly produce, um, you know, at at, at any given time. Um, but you know, from the physicality standpoint, yes, I mean that's huge. So you know, you think about if you're a team like like last year, uh, and where we didn't have this level of of presence with physicality, um. What happens is when you play teams that are physical, you you just they're they're going to dictate the level of play. Like you you're just not checking as much because you're worried about the retaliation. You're not playing hard and physical on the forecheck. Now forget about like defending your players. It just changes the whole aspect. You have that much more confidence to do what you need to do from a physicality standpoint against a team that is going to be physical coming back. So you could match that. Um, and McEwen and Thompson and Broussard. Um, those guys are doing that and I'm anxious to see what happens when, uh, you know, when, uh, when, when Allison comes back, where exactly this is all going to fit in and, um, you know, does Broussard move down that, you, you, you know, do you take him off that third line and really just have, uh, 
you know, a, a, a tough, physical, responsible, reliable fourth line in Thompson, McEwen, and Broussard, um, you know, dropping Oscar out of, out of the picture there and moving up Allison to that third line. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I like having I like having two lines that have some physicality to it, um, you know, with Broussard on the third line and McEwen and Thompson on that fourth line. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. But as far as McEwen goes, it just – I think him and Seal are the two, the two signings that nobody expected to be – you know, put us in the position that they have as far as how responsible their their, their play is, their, how responsible their play has been um, through this, you know, this first month, month and a half. Thank you. you read that comment? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let the viewers read it and those listening on uh, Apple Podcasts just uh, take a there guess. There we go. I, I do want to comment on kind of a little bit what we were saying, and this is actually something that Jesse and I had talked about um, actually – way before when I was actually formerly with um, the previous podcast that I was with before I joined Old City Sports Network, I was getting ready to go to um, rookie camp. And actually, it was right, I, uh, I just got back actually the next, the next day, Jesse and I did a morning show um, and Wade Allison had just gotten hurt. And we started talking, you know, with the depth of the team and we're seeing it now, it's actually unfolding what Jesse and I had said, uh, the, the competitive spots. Wade Allison was going to come back and he might be battling for a spot. Everybody's playing pretty strong and pretty well right now, besides a few uh, players that you know that we've mentioned. But you know, guys like McEwen, um, Thompson, uh, Broussard, like that, I actually really like that line, believe it or not. Um, it gives a good sturdiness and uh, good support, I think. But when Wade comes back, um, you know, it's not just play, plug in, get in that second line. Hey, get this. I mean, he's got to earn it a little bit. Um, obviously, we'll see, see him sometime down AHL, but you know, this team, um, Everybody's playing their grounds besides – and I'm just going to discontinue um, like Oscar because we know he's struggling right now. But, you know, the guys that, like, maybe would be in and out of the lineup. You know, Wade's going to spend time down there. But when he comes back, you better ready to compete, though, Wade Allison. No, I agree. But I, I, I – Which I, I can't lean, wait for him to come back, by the way, because I, I love him. <laughs> I lean yeah. towards what Nick is thinking, and I, I do think that'll happen. I think Broussard goes to the fourth line and joins Thompson and McEwen. And I think um, eventually – I think eventually um, Allison will take the, th- the third line spot um, from Broussard and, and, and Oscar will sit. Yeah, Nick, yeah. I like that. I'm, I'm, I'm the, more, the more I'm thinking about it, um, that's, I, I believe it or not, man, I think that's a strong, it really strong is. line. Uh, that Go fourth over. line, that's, that's the epitome of that. Imagine that, that line oh. on you know, the, the yeah. Sezekis, Martin, Clutterbuck line. Mm. You know, we, yeah, we yeah I, mean, I, I think that's a really good line. Um, yeah, we'll have to call the coach. We'll have to get you out there with your brother. <laughs> All right. So. Push up, the power, push up that power play, too. <laughs> yeah. All right, gentlemen, we have two more topics left, and then we have to uh, sign off because we have Sports Skillet. Check them out at 11 o'clock, coming on right after us. What do you see as a team's strengths and weaknesses, and does one heavily outweigh the other moving forward? strengths and we listen goaltending right now is a strength and i am not going to take crap from anybody for saying goaltending is a strength i am not well, i've never listen if you oh, watch my show no, right yeah. now no no but, but here's where i'm getting at before i let you guys speak i've been i've been attacked on twitter for saying you know you hate carter hart nick <laughs> you've been on the show for a year have i ever said i hate carter hart no i just no, said i all. just said he's gotta show me something after right. the year he had last year I mean, right. Frank, on your show, you not you, and I don't mean in a negative way, you mm. guys were killing Grubauer for an eight eighty two save percentage. I watched I watched Dusty Buttes and it was a great show. And I and and they and Grubauer's been playing terrible, correct? 
Well, oh yeah, no, he has been. So and the fact that he won that game, he won that game with that with that save percentage, which means like how like another team was just more deflated than right. actually what his game was. Right, but my point is, Carter Hart last year had an eight seventy seven save percentage. We we know the defense was horrible, but Frankie, you and I had a discussion. You mm-hmm. agreed with me. He has to make some of those saves last year. So oh, all yeah. I was, all I've been saying is, he's got to show it to me, and he's been showing it to me. And, and, and I don't think I am a I am. It's illegal for me to acknowledge exactly. a guy that's showing me something. Exactly. I told people from day one, I want to eat crow with this kid. I want him to do well because I am a sick Flyers fan, and the kid is a sweetheart of a of a kid. He's a, a a young man. He's a good soul. You could tell. So I want him to do well. He is doing well, and let's pray he does it for a nice stretch for the rest of the season. But you know, listen, the Flyers felt the same way I did because they did not offer him the same contract they initially did. Just saying. So anyway, Carter Hart's been playing well. Martin Jones has been playing well. So gentlemen, besides the goaltending mm. and perhaps the balance, give me the strength, weaknesses, and are you concerned about the weaknesses maybe moving forward? Frankie. Oh, Carter Hart's the franchise goalie, by the way. Um, that, that yeah. being said. <laughs> if, he, if he sticks, yeah. It's, he's it's, it's, hard, yeah. it's hard not to touch on it because, you know, you, you saw I'm just, I'm briefly, very briefly, um, you know, there was there were times this year, um, and I'll discredit, discount the, the defense, that he, there was cluster. A, a goal, a soft will go in, and then another soft goal will go in. I mean, five goals against average. I mean, I'm sorry, not goals against average. Um, obviously, with the defense, we talked about this, but when five goals are going in, um, it's a little bit more than defense. So I understand your point of like, not maybe a little concern. Um, goalies have not always worked out here in Philadelphia. Um, and when they did, we shipped them out to Columbus. Anyone to, um, you know, Bobrovsky. Um, but with that being said, you know, they, there's, this is my final take on the goaltending issue of it. Um, they got everything they need for everybody to succeed. The team, Carter Hart struggled. You got him a solidified defense in front of him. Um, and it's shown Carter is playing much better. He's confident, much more confident. And I'll tell you the one thing I really see in him is his um, positioning. The soft goals are, are really no longer besides that. The first Vancouver game was a little rough, um, but his positioning is incredible. He looks the incredible. Economy, the economy of motion. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Frankie. The economy of motion tells me, tells you when the goalie is confident. When Carey Price is on top of his game, the guy barely moves. Carter Hart is so possessionally sound, and his economy of motion is so sweet right now. You know he's in his zone. So yeah, again, I'll I'll put barbecue sauce on my crow. I hope he has a great year. I said I had concerns for Carter Hart. I never said I didn't like Carter Hart. So anyway, Frankie, um, would you agree that the weaknesses are maybe finding that legit? Sniper to add to Atkinson. We need one more. We need one more. I think you said okay. Tarasenko earlier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to a, a player concern. like that. I don't want to say it's a weakness. I think that it's something that I would have liked them to see them do. I think okay. Here's the weakness of the the weakness of this team right now. Um, and if, if, if you're looking at like like bringing a player, I, I'm not necessarily looking at that. The weakness of this team is the power play. Yeah, it right. is probably it is the Biggest flaw of this team, I, I, I it's, it, it's, you can't go zero for five three games in a row. One for fourteen, that is, that is not, that, that is not good. That, 
that separates the boys from the men, the champs from a second round exit on a flat game seven. That, that, I mean, I'm going back because that's how far we can go back of how bad this power play has been. It's been awful. That is the biggest weakness. I mean, I, I, it's, 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 it's awful. I feel like I've read the same crap all the time because it's always one of my takeaways. Oh, 0 for 5 again. 0 for 5 again. I'm going to write a dear letter. I'm gonna write, my next article is going to be a dear letter. Dear coaching staff, what is going on here? Biggest strength. Um, oh, do you want to join us in his weakness? I'm sorry, uh, Dan. Yeah, yeah, you could do your strength. I mean, for uh, uh, again, I'm trying to rush us along a little bit. So, I got you. I'm, I'm keeping. No, that's, no, that's all right. So, I mean, to me, to me, the balance of the team is our strength. Um, the goaltending obviously is our strength right now. Right. And yeah, I was going to say power play, and our penalty kill has been very good because we've made you know the, oh, great. The mantras always stay out of the box, but our penalty. Play, I mean, we listen when you when you kill. When you're when you kill like seven power plays against the Florida Panthers and and one's a shorty, you're doing. And it's going to get right. better. Kevin Hayes was is, is, yeah, uh, absolutely. And Cam Atkinson, one of the reasons yeah. why brought him in, he was so much more defensively better than Vorchak. And other than and I believe other than last night's game and the Vancouver game, they destroy teams on faceoffs. So they're really oh, they're good. Incredible faceoffs. And that to me is incredible. huge because that that there's puck control right off the jump. So I I love the fact that they're a great faceoff team. So now I'll jump to you. Nick the scout, um, do you basically agree with both of us? The strength and weaknesses, or do you have anything to add? Yeah, I mean, I think the three the three strengths. How can you dispute that? It's goaltending, it's penalty kill, and it's faceoffs. That's what it is. That's what the heart of this team is right now, um, and that's what they're doing well. So they've got to continue to do those things. And again, I mean, how many times can you say it? The weaknesses it come from the offensive side of the puck, and that is the power play. Now. I think that has to be fixed with, with, with coaching. So, cause this team is what it is. So you've got to create a system when you're on the power play that is conducive to the players that you have on the ice. We don't have speedy players. We don't have players that have the ability to dangle through defensemen. Um, you know, so we've got to move the puck. We've got to be D to D we've got to, you know, our, our, we've got to find gaps and, and, and breakdowns. Uh, but we've got, we've got to break the, we've got to have the opposing team. We've got to put ourselves in a position to have the opposing team collapse on the their road. penalty kill. And the only way you do that is move the puck, get your defensemen involved and then find opportunities in front of the net. So, you know, and then, then obviously finish it up with a shoot, somebody that's going to, you know, is going to shoot it. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's a big weakness that could be fixed with coaching. I think it will be fixed. Because there's just, I don't know, you know, is there any way that they just can continue on this stretch of 04? Um, but, you know, it, it, let's, let, it's early. Let's see it. Let's see if they come out of the gate. Uh, you know, uh, who do we have up next? Um, uh, that's that's our next stop. That's our next yeah. topic. There you go, Dan. Yes, you go. Thank you for the You're segue. Welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for the segue. <laughs> our next three games this week, all at home. Calgary. Now, I will say this. Calgary has stumbled since they've last played us. I think they they uh, had a four losses in six game stretch. Um, Tampa Bay, we know about Tampa Bay and Boston, um, always a solid team. But they're you know, after the gauntlet we've been through, gauntlet doesn't intimidate me as as they did last year and in years past. So I'll start with you, Frankie. You see this stretch of three games. And maybe next Sunday we'll be discussing it. Give me your total points predictions in I'm looking, these three I'm games. Looking, I, I'm, I can look at Nick and we're like, dude, this is this could be concerning. 
The drive was burning. Um, and I mean that, like, 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 because of how tight the Metro is, you drop these three games, and it's very possible. It's just, and, and and sadly, man, I don't. Oh God, I think they could beat Boston. I think Boston still has that great line. I think that they're losing. Um, they're just losing the confidence in their team. You know, ever since Tuukka Rask left Boston, um, when he when, when they were getting the, going to the playoffs. I think they lost a lot of confidence in their team. Um, they're four and two in their last six games, so they're they won. They better. won yesterday. Again, they beat the right, so now they're five and two in their last seven games. Uh, always competitive team. Do I think? Oh, uh, they're gonna win one game. One I game. hope they steal two. I hope they steal two. Oh, God. You know what, guys? Though I think you know this is this is the kind of stretch where we talk about sports psychology, Dan. We've talked about it for two the past two shows. You know, they if they get up the way they played against Edmonton, the way they played against Carolina, the way they played against um, what was the other big big win they had the, the um, Edmonton, Carolina, Washington, and, uh, and Washington. Washington. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know if they if they can get up for these teams, which they seem to do, they seem to get up for the for the big games and most um, the Florida game too. Despite the I think they can take Calgary and Tampa Bay and then lose to Boston. But again, this is all right. Right, guys. I, have I have a great. I have a great he's, question. He used to be his teacher, so he's raising his hand. Frankie, I have a, I, here's here we go. And this is my my little final question: Does Brian Elliott play for Tampa when we play him? Does Brian Elliott play? What do you think? Well, I hope so. So do I. I hope yeah, so. Me too. Yeah. So Nick, Nick what, are you at, what are you looking at at points, Nick? Um, God, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be optimistic. I'm gonna say four, and it's gonna be against Calgary and Tampa Bay, and they'll 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 have the letdown what, against Boston with a Brian Elliott uh, goaltending. Uh, no, no, that's a big thing too. <laughs> I, I would, Brian Elliott, yeah, I mean, I don't have Tampa Bay schedule up. I don't know yeah. if they're they're a back to back or you know if they're in a situation where they have to rest you know, and, and put Elliott in. I don't know. Um, you know, it's but I'll I'll, I'll look into that. I'll uh, I'll show you guys. Next. Yeah, I'll, I'll look into it. I get my points right all the time. I just get who they get it against yeah, wrong right. every time. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I, I I generally get the point totals correct in the stretch of games, but it's always against the wrong teams. Um, I'm I'm kind of this when I saw this, I was like, oh boy. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three. I'm gonna I'm gonna say a victory, a shootout, or overtime loss, and then you know, so I'm gonna say three points in this six point stretch. So, ladies and gentlemen. This concludes our waking up with flyer and pro, uh, with flyer and ice, and Frankie, dude, the invite's always there. We appreciate you coming on. You got uh, some of this time for you guys to come join us. Absolutely, we'd love to have you. Absolutely, absolutely. So, on behalf of Nick Disgaltosti, Frankie James, I am Dan Green. We are Flyer and Ice. Check us out on YouTube. Check us out on Apple Pod. All the podcasts. Check out Fuse Barbershop, the great barbershop in Newtown. Frankie, you need a haircut. Fuse oh, my Barbershop. Hair, my hair is flowing, brother. In Newtown, Pennsylvania, Frankie. You're close enough. I know where you live. And if you don't have Envy Streams, what are you thinking? Cut the cord from cable. Check EnvyStream702.com out. They give you a 24-hour free usage. If you have Android or a Fire Stick, you can check them out. And it's unbelievable. All I do is watch hockey at night, laying in bed, West mm. Coast games. Again, I'm a go- I watch Golden Girls. <laughs> you watch Golden Girls. 
All right, for my crew again, I'm Dan Green. Let's go Flyers. They have a nice Let's go. They have a nice schedule coming up. Let's see if we can steal some points. Take care. Have a great, safe week, everybody. Go Eagles.